Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly! So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music. Life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Today, we take a look back at uh, our first episode. finally arrived at it. It's great. It's been a year. And who'd have thunk? We're going to talk about Arrival again. Let's go. <laughs> what happens now? They arrive. They need to see me. Dr. Banks? Are you insane? Now that's a proper introduction. More objects have landed around the world. This is one of 12. I'm never gonna be able to speak their words. Got two days, figure something out. I am human. It's their language. We need to make sure that they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. Language is messy and sometimes one can be both. Are you dreaming in their language? possible they're prodding us to fight among ourselves this is just a way to force us to work together for once it's more complicated than that. how is it more complicated russia just executed one of their own to keep their secret got 21 hours before they start global war so how do we clarify their intentions i go back in hi everybody welcome to the show today uh jacob and i are gonna be delving back into the old archives we've actually uh We've been thinking about doing this for a while. Um, we recently rewatched uh, one of the first, or the first film that we reviewed ever on Real Human Beings, uh, which of course is the 2016 masterpiece, Arrival, uh, directed by Denise Villeneuve, and uh, is currently my number one science fiction film. Wow, hear that? <laughs> hear that, folks playing at home? Uh, <laughs> For those keeping did track, you, did, those you, keeping track. <laughs> did you get the hidden message? Yeah, so today we're going to be looking both at, uh, we, we both listened to our old podcast and we're going to be sort of commenting both episode on... Episode one. Episode one. We're going to be commenting on both our thoughts upon reviewing, re-reviewing uh, Arrival, um, and also just talking about like what we thought about what we thought about Arrival. It's it's very meta. It's It's a little bit, you know... It's, it's more it's more up up your own yes. asshole than you probably yeah. ever We've could Ouroboros, have we're back to our heads back in the original position we've yeah. completely ouroboros ourselves here yeah. um so uh, let's go. how do you want to start well let's start with a man on the street jacob and why don't you go ahead man on the street for me well you see the thing about the thing about arrival is <laughs> the fact that it's about family and grief family. and well the warts morph hypothesis here I'll, here I'll deep cut back uh arrival is about talking to aliens that was my original first man on the street um review too and it's wrong it's it's incorrect yeah it's, you it's, think that's incorrect i think it's incorrect it's not about talking huh. to aliens. Okay. No. Yeah. So for the full the f- 
for the full enjoyment, maybe you want to go back and yeah. listen, listen to these at the same time. To... Put the one episode one in your right ear and put episode two in your left ear for maximum enjoyment. That will really, really yeah. Listen to up. another hour and a half of us. That would be awful. Yeah, be, yeah do anyways. It. Do sorry, it. do it. So my man on the street would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Amy Adams, a linguist, Mm -hmm. is called in by the U.S. military Mm -hmm. when they need to communicate with aliens. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, she uncovers... uh, The power of the language. A secret, yeah. yeah, About the the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. honestly just a sentence. That's yeah. what I would say. Uh, going off your man on the street, mm-hmm. Amy Adams is a linguist professor, um, a linguistical professor, and she gets approached after aliens arrive, sort of mysteriously. We don't even see, we can see the event uh-huh. uh, of the aliens' arrival. They just sort of are like, they're here. Uh-huh. Um, and she's approached by, um, I'm blanking on his name. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, who has a mysterious accent. That's that's the one thing that I really, <laughs> I really uh, picked up way more yeah. on this time. Yeah, because you were. I remember when we watched it the first time, you were like, does he have an accent or not? And this time you were like, no, he has an accent. Wait, he doesn't. Um, so he's a, she's approached by a military. She's she's already got uh, secret uh, you know, clearance or whatever for work that she's done in the past so that she's known to them. Uh, they approach her to help translate the language of the aliens who are in communication with the humans and there's 12 of these vessels around the world in seemingly random random patterns mm-hmm. and it becomes kind of a game of like geopolitical like well china's doing this and russia's doing this and we're talking yeah. to each other and of course there's like the caa guy who's like no we got to keep things close yeah, to yeah so chest. it's like a, it's it's like a, it's like a, a debate between openness and for, secrecy yeah you know like should yeah. we work together or should yeah. we like Keep our yeah. own information secret to ourselves. And uh, just sort of through their interactions, uh, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, who is the, the sort of supporting male lead mm-hmm. um, or supporting male uh, actor, he they become like the head of the science team. They're the ones yeah. communicating. She starts, she makes the breakthrough of writing for them rather than speaking. Yeah. And they have a written language, which is able to be translated. Right. Um, and then from there, the movie sort of unfolds. The written language looks like coffee stain. Yeah, like or like a you've like it's a, it's a it's like a inky ring. circle. Yeah, yeah, it's a ring. Um, the yeah. the ship design is it's just screams 1960s science fiction. It's it's a very yeah. oblong, um, cold, like, like said, half flattened shield. You disc. said like 2001. It's mm. like the monolith yeah. too. Like it's very it's just black. It's unknowable. Yeah. The entrance is completely devoid of any real features. It's that we very call smooth. Machines. Yeah, very yeah, smooth yeah. inside. The room. The gravity is a, works yeah. differently. There's yeah. a room that's just a white, like it's just a blank screen that they can yeah. see the aliens in their smoky right. environment, and they're okay. interacting. And then, the so distance. they learn the language. Yeah. Or Amy Adams. Amy Adams learns the language. language. Um, then what happens? Uh, she, the language, uh, or at least the written language, um, they describe it as being. Um, I can't remember the exact word they use it, but it has no, um, like beginning. It's divorced from spoken word. And it conveys only meaning, not sound. Like it's uh, a purely yeah. meaning language, yeah, uh, yeah. which is they say in the movie, unlike any language um, in on Earth. Yeah. And through understanding the language, or at least the written part, she's able to experience time as the aliens experience it, which is uh, occurring constantly. It's non-linear. Yeah, it's non-linear. Yeah. So they so. exist both in the past, present, and future. Like the yeah. idea that you would say there's the future they would just be like no that's happening now your favorite example is when one of them says he's now in death process yeah he's he's in the death process but he, you know he could be alive as well 
yeah. or you know being born. It's it's yeah, just but here in this moment, moment right now, he is in the death process. But, but even that doesn't like it. Well, it's almost I mean, mean like in that moment, yeah. In the other moment, he's yeah. not. He's, it's it's yeah, it's kind of almost meaningless for the aliens yeah. to talk about time. And she, what ends up happening is kind of weird. She, because she understands time, uh-huh. the Chinese are getting spooked by the by the aliens' aggressive maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is due to some Americans trying to kill them. Uh, the ships sort of move aggressively they turn on the side they look like a pancake they look like a pancake and uh and uh china's like we're gonna attack and she's like we gotta stop it um and she comes here for the for the (laughs) her own voice impressions books she reads her own book that she wrote about the language in the future and then learns it in the past Mm because she always knew it yeah and then the big reveal of this is that throughout the movie she's been having these visions uh-huh. of uh, a daughter who yeah. passes away tragically due to some rare disease. Mm-hmm. And the way the movie is constructed, the spoilers, by the way, the the viewer is led to believe that it occurred before the events of the movie took place, that it's a traumatic event and that she's moving forward from it. Yeah. But actually, she's remembering the future mm-hmm. and she doesn't know who the child is. Yeah. She doesn't know it's hers. She's, she's remembering in short little things. Yeah, she's remembering these yeah. short bursts, and yeah. it's because of her understanding of the language. Yeah. And she ultimately saves the day, informs the Chinese. Uh-huh. Uh, tell, she she, she yeah. phones him. She she phones the general who's in charge of everything. Who gives her the number and in the future he, at a UN yeah, event. And then, and then he... he <laughs> tells yeah. her the words of his dying wife, and through sort of a complicated he, little change. he backs of, down, yeah. and then basically the Earth is saved, and mm-hmm. the aliens go away. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're like, we gave you the weapon, mm-hmm. or which the tool, mean, the language, which it, when, mm-hmm. because the translation is not, it's not clear. Yeah. It means either weapon or tool or something yeah. like that. And, uh, it turns out that that was their language. That yeah. was the thing that they wanted to give them all mm-hmm. along. And the goal is to get a help from the humans in 3000 years. Yeah. They want help from the humans. They're, they're like, like, we're helping you, you now. Help you now. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Um, and then the ending is basically she ends up with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And they who, decide to have a child. child. Yeah. And, and that's... But she knows the child's going to die. This is the big... I don't believe in beginnings. Yeah. Anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the beginning of a rival story. Yeah. <laughs> is the beginning of a rival story is the beginning <laughs> of a rival story. Sorry. No. Um, I, yeah. But but that the beginning, I want to yeah. start at the beginning. Sure, is, start at the beginning. Is, it's a voiceover of Amy Adams and... I don't know if it's super clear. I think I think we've decided who it is, but maybe she said it. But yeah. she says, "I don't believe in beginnings anymore, yeah. or endings, or whatever." But yeah. this is the beginning of your story, or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think we agreed that it's probably the daughter that she's talking to. Yeah, she's she's. I think the narration of Amy Adams. So is... it would be weird to frame. It would be interesting to frame this this movie as not yeah. a sci-fi movie or anything or something like that. But it's like it's just her telling her daughter. Yeah. How are you? conceived yeah like here's and it's 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 kind of like edward scissorhands yeah. where the the daughter asks the mother how how is snow made and right. she's like let me tell you the story about this creepy guy right. Right. it's like mom where did i come from let me tell you the story about how aliens landed and i needed to learn their language and yeah. you're gonna die yeah. gee thanks ma yeah I don't believe in beginnings. Mainly, I don't want to talk about sex with you right now. I don't want to do the sex talk. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's Maybe all an elaborate, elaborate analogy. Uh, yeah. For... <laughs> well, it's an avoidance thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that'd be funny. It's all a dream. <laughs> that'd be funny. That uh, would be funny. 
Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with, with, derailing. With, with that described, I think we'll probably where we could go to is sort of a reflection on what our previous Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good idea here. Um, so, Jacob, why don't you start this? Okay, well, um, upon listening to the first episode, mm-hmm. I found myself, and watching the movie, because yeah. I would like to I would like to comment a little bit on the second time, too. Of course, of course. For me, it's only a second Let's time. Let's start with the podcast, uh, and then maybe move Yeah, yeah, no, 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 of course. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, for me, I I honestly don't really have that much different to say. Mm-hmm. I think I just have more information about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. think all this stuff is the same. Like, like the ideas that I said, like, the, mm-hmm. the sound is mm-hmm. amazing. I think Amy Adams steals mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. I have more to say about that later. Um I appreciate the thing is though now I think I appreciate the music more. Yeah. There was an episode of Song Exploder which I shared with Alden as well, yeah, yeah. which has Johan Johansson talking about how he mm-hmm. created one of the music and hearing the, hearing the the amount of effort and the time and the thought that he put into it yeah. is amazing to hear. Some somebody who's intelligent and mm-hmm. and, and thinks about it that that's really cool and mm-hmm. I, I love the music even more if that was possible. Yeah. Uh, just based on that. What, you, what would you say about the pacing that you you noted in the? Yeah, so in the in the original episode, I was talking about how I appreciated this for being slowly paced. Yeah, but then I was also kind of teed off at the end at the ending because I thought it was really you know like too, okay we too get slow. it yeah too we slow. get it too slow I would kind of I would kind of change that yeah. you know I would say really I think the pacing is fine yeah uh, it's like a two hour long movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the pacing still, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning and even towards the end too. Mm-hmm. I think I, I like it mm-hmm. too. Uh, so yeah, honestly, yeah, no. I, and and upon further reflection, I'm mm-hmm. I'm really appreciative even more than I was at the time mm-hmm. of the fact that this is a movie that takes its time yeah. and is looks beautiful and mm-hmm. the camera movements are slow and deliberate. Yeah. And yeah, it, it really works. Mm-hmm. It's um it's mm-hmm. a beautiful movie to look at. It's a beautiful movie to watch, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it all works. Mm-hmm. I think it all works. Uh, I would say that I was way too harsh on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I gave it an 8 to an 8.5, mm-hmm. and without revealing what I what I think of it now, I think that I was crazy. Why mm. would I ever think that? It's because, usually a 2. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> thinking about all the other sci-fi movies that I saw come out after yeah, that, for yeah. that, uh, and it's just... It's, it's odd, too, because we watched Rogue yeah. One just before... Well, we talked about Rogue, Rogue One, One in that, know, in that know, episode. Know. And you know what? I still hate Rogue One. Okay, Rogue One's still garbage. Hot tip. Don't watch Rogue One. It's not good. We said that in Last Jedi, too. Yeah. We're just going to be known as the... Uh... Yeah, fuck Rogue One. Anyway, total sidetrack uh, yeah. to what we were talking about, which is Arrival. Uh, yeah, so those are my thoughts. I, mean, I, I can't really think if I, I really had anything else to say about it. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I yeah. still agree with Would everything you that I said before, yeah. except I have a deeper yeah. everything is deeper now mm-hmm. i have a deeper appreciation Do you, would you it. say that there are any flaws that you noticed on the second time around that you didn't notice um so this isn't really a flaw mm-hmm. i think we referenced it before mm-hmm. but it's not so much a flaw it's just a weird thing mm-hmm. i think forrest whitaker's voice is strange yeah, i have is. no idea what the accent yeah. is sometimes it, it sounds veers, like it's almost like british at times yeah like uh. Yeah, then Boston. Like, yeah, then like Boston, like New England, like, and I, I'm not really sure. All right, it's like uh, it's like this weird. And you were saying it was like at the time you were saying like, oh, that's just a Forrest Whitaker. Well, I watched talks, Ghost Dog I recently. I feel like he doesn't. I feel like he he, he kind of mumbles isn't. a lot of his lines in other films too. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I, I, that's not really anything. I don't think Forrest Whitaker did a bad job. It no. was just distracting. I actually kind of like points. Forrest Whitaker's character because I like him too. The one thing I would say I will still agree with, mm-hmm. and the one flaw that I still agree with is I really hate the ending with yeah. the. 
news broadcasts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That little, yeah. Um, there's this part at the cliche. end where they they the the aliens go away and they save the Earth and yeah. all that stuff, and it just opens up on a screen with a news broadcaster and it slowly zooms out and all these other it's a black part screen but then it suddenly gets all filled Mm -hmm. up with other newscasters that are basically being like oh we're all safe now it was just it was weird and it didn't fit it was a weird michael bay cliche not even i don't think michael bay does that but it was just it seemed like it belonged in a different movie Mm -hmm. and uh after a movie that had done all this amazing, slow, Stuff. deliberate. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a strange idea. I, I do understand what the filmmakers are coming from. They have to get across the fact that the whole entire world is talking about it. Is yeah, and they all have. It's all yeah. good. It's yeah. all fine. I kind of get that, and I have no idea how you would fix it. Yeah. I just and so it's fine, yeah. but it just that part was kind of yeah. like. Ugh. Yeah. So I agree with myself on that. Yeah. Actually, I mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. when I was there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You want to talk about yourself? All right, so I'll I'll talk about what I so my original thoughts of the film uh, in the first podcast. Uh, I focused a lot on the music and I focused yeah. a lot on um, the the sort of starkness and um, unseen quality of it. Yeah. So like it doesn't try and explain shit, which I loved. Yeah, that's um, true. That's so, true. And that's I, really I, good I pretty much agree, I agree. with yeah. with me. I, Isn't that funny? I agree with me, <laughs> but I would bump it up. Even more from my original. I'll hold uh, on to my score. So we're both we're I'm, both in the same I'm moving category up. here. We're both in the same um, category here. Yeah. But the big thing for me was that, like, listening to myself explain the film, uh, there's just there's things that I'm going like, yeah, that that is that is true. That is well done, me. High five, me. <laughs> um, so I agree <laughs> with the the steadiness of the shots and how it's limited to Amy Adams' eyes. I like uh, how, how what's limited Amy Adams. So like basically, information is only given through Amy Adams' character. Yeah, we don't ever see more than she would see, uh, apart from Not a, much few, more. a few yeah. odd scenes Not that, much more. that need. Yeah. Like when we view aliens, when we view the ship, it's all coming through her perspective. Yeah, you're basically. with her pretty much the yeah. entire movie. You're riding along yeah. with her, yeah. um, which is great because it really makes you. Her character um, is very subtle. Uh-huh. Um, Amy Adams does a really good yeah, job. She's doing amazing, amazing work. But, bec- but I think it, I think it works even better because you're with the character so long. Yeah. If you weren't with the character long enough, a lot would be lost. And I wonder um, what other films have suffered because of this. Other things. Uh-huh. I think I actually disagree with myself on 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 one point. Yeah. Um, I was talking about the um, the sort of the the slowness of. The film is when we were talking about the st- the slow shot versus the yeah. the stadialness at the end. I would say that like I'm almost like the reverse now of that, what? where I, I I still love the slowness of the camera and mm-hmm. I still love the deliberate nature. Yeah. But I think that the movie's almost perfect in length and that you need that that end section to 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 sort of tighten oh, the like nuts. The, like the that the section where she's talking to the and, yeah. and the movie saying like do you get, get it? it? Yeah. yeah. I kind of think you need you that. Like that. I like that because I, mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it as much as the, I did. Before. The only like, thing that I'm I would fine. I'm fine with it now. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that I would disagree with myself as well to, or appreciate more I guess yeah. too just in, in listening to my old review the the reason like why they did that I guess also the fact that like I'm agreeing with you here uh-huh. The, like, how do you end that movie? <laughs> like yeah. the first and middle sec, the, the 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 introduction and the middle section of the film is so strong. How the hell do you end it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it sort of had to be cumbersome. So I'm like, so we're sort of more forgiving, I guess, which mm-hmm. is why I disagree with myself. 
because <laughs> <laughs> I'm more forgiving about the movie's um, foibles. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting. I want to note. I talk about how it's directed by Denis Villeneuve and that uh, Johan Johansson is going to do the music. Yeah. Um, and then I talk, or it does the music, and then I also talk about Blade Runner twenty forty nine in it. I mentioned that Denis Villeneuve is going to be yeah. directing Blade Runner, and that Johan Johansson is doing the music, music for that, that, which he doesn't. And then he does it. And Max, I kind of Max Fishbane. It's it's, yeah. it's like looking back. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, he, and I, I go like well, Hans Zimmer did, too. He did do the music for. Uh, yeah. A part of it, then he got kicked off. But I want to hear that music. Yeah. I want to hear what he had. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be really you know, like, I, wanna... I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of backlash against 2049, but I still really like that movie, I too. I really like it, too. So... I watched it again. I, honestly, not much other than, like... Okay. Um, I've just got more to add to my old review, yeah. basically. All right. Um, well... I guess then, then for me, uh, mm-hmm. watching it, because I'd only, this is only the second time that I've been watching it. This is the third time I watch it. Um, for me, I think this this still works. It has been a year since I watched it, so maybe. maybe you definitely had a stronger emotional response, I would say that. Um, uh, to the second time yeah. versus the first? Yeah. Uh, I'm just remembering your reaction in the theater versus your reaction when we were watching it together. Yeah. I think you had a stronger emotional reaction to some of the scenes with the yeah. daughter and the... Well, and that's what I was going to specifically bring up, is the fact that you would think that... So the big twist, mm-hmm. to call it that, um, is the fact that she's her daughter is dead and mm-hmm. she's not actually... Or her daughter is going to die and she's seeing it in the future. And she's going to do it anyway. Blah, 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 blah and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and you would think that would maybe ruin some of the flash forwards yeah. or flashbacks. That made it even more powerful to yeah. be uh, specifically the the scene where she's they're standing in the river and she her daughter asks her why her and her and her the dad yeah. got like left and she's talking about it and it's way and what Amy Adams is doing there yeah. is so good like you're saying so subtle and yeah. so nuanced yeah. and it's yeah. especially the way she ends that conversation it's too. amazing because she doesn't she says it's a, to do with an incurable disease right and yeah. then she says kind yeah. of like you unstoppable. unstoppable so she's like switching yeah, the conversation the to move fucking, and it's like oh that, that hit ooh. me so hard <laughs> and the fact that I know like oh she's she knows yeah she's gonna die and she's calling her unstoppable and yeah. like and yeah, and she she says like the incurable disease, kind of like you, but yeah. she knows she has the disease, so it's like she's saying you you yeah. maybe, but yeah. like then she says like you're gonna be unstoppable. This idea of like the love that you give to your children, yeah, um, those scenes, yeah, mm. punch me in the heart. Yeah, um, so I think it's even better watching mm. it the second time. It's like weirdly. the ultimate bittersweet film. Yeah, it's so bittersweet. Yeah, it has a lot to say about grief. I, yeah, you know, really, yeah. and like that's the thing we don't see anything past. No. That we see, we, we her... don't see anything past the last. If we we're thinking about it from a linear perspective, yeah. the last, absolute last scene that we see is Amy Adams walking to the hospital. Is Amy Adams the hospital with the yeah. daughter? And then she's walking in the hallway, and then it fades to black. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> last thing we see. That yeah. that would be like if we were to make a cut of Arrival that was like linear? chronologically. Yeah, it would be weird. <laughs> yeah, well, be weird, but also like it's interesting because we see the very. Technically, the last thing at the yeah. very beginning of the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's not the first movie to have done that, yeah. but like, we her whole entire story is all yeah. about her daughter. Yeah, um, and it ends with the mm-hmm. end of her daughter. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So something like yeah. about life. Yeah, yeah. Would your kids die? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't, no one said it was uh, <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was my main. That was my main thing. Right. The second viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the fuck. 
Amy Adams didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, she's um, she was Arrival was was nominated for sound editing, picture, director, animated, uh, animated adapted uh, screenplay, sound mixing, mixing, cinematography, film editing, production design, and it won for best sound editing. But Amy Adams was not. She I, did I, win a golden. No, she didn't. She was nominated for the golden. She Globe. she won a BAFTA. Yeah. Um, Again, I think, yeah, yeah, like her uh, performance is a is a a, a it's so good, like it's so good testament to what you can do yeah. with very little, um, because she doesn't have a ton of like lines or anything. No, yeah, yeah. I just think the really big thing is that like I I can't speak about Amy Adams because I don't know her personally, uh-huh. but I would imagine that upon reading the script, she's thinking in her head like when I play these scenes that are in the past, yeah. I have to make it look like. I am grief stricken, yeah, and I am distraught or depressed, yeah, and that I have had something traumatic happen to me, which she does. You just feel it, like every time she's talking about something or the way she acts or moves when she has a flashback or yeah. flash forward, she looks like somebody who's going through grief, who's going through trauma. That it's that it's real, even the way she like holds her tone and like, I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's it's utterly fascinating that she's able to pull it off so eloquently no it's i, I agree, I agree. Um, sorry i sort of cut you off there apologies i didn't have anything else to say really okay so yeah so for the big thing for me in my second viewing there were two things uh one uh, the the title um yeah i really liked sort of like the title arrival arrival, arrival would imply like arrival of the aliens uh-huh. but i think a big thing of like my initial man on the street review was it's a story about talking about aliens, and it's, uh-huh. that's not true. It's a story about love or, like, the progression of time in human lives mm-hmm. like, and how we interpret it. So, for me, arrival could mean the arrival of a child, the arrival of a, a, a thing from the past that you don't want to remember, arrival of a thing from the future that you didn't expect. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's not about the arrival of aliens. The Aliens are almost like like tertiary characters they don't even they're almost part of the landscape it doesn't even yeah they're it's like man versus nature and the aliens are nature there it's just mm. i know they're acting agents and they do do things but so much of the movie revolves around amy adams coming to realizations about her character and about the the arc and path of human survival it, it the word arrival to me takes on different meanings um and i just really appreciated the attempts by the director and both the writer and all the people involved in the movie mm-hmm. to to convey a message of sort of the yeah. inevitability or the that's, the that's inevitability an, of an arrival of something new and different something an, that we don't want. That's an interesting idea when you talk about like yeah why is it called arrival? Yeah, so that's yeah. A, that was my huh. second viewing. Uh, my 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 second point in which I want to talk about is just uh, about the way time is experienced. Uh, I recently re- reread Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah. Um, which deals with an ex- a very similar race of aliens that experience time. Uh, co- they see in 4D. Uh-huh. So they, they, they um, are able to experience time constantly, which is basically what the aliens uh-huh. in Arrival are doing too. They, they experience time non linearly. Uh-huh. They, they jump around. Um, and the main character in that too yeah. is like yeah. walking through doorways Reason. and just and going so, into uh, different yeah, times. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the, the beauty of the film, I think, is that it speaks to how, like, Amy Adams knows that her child will die in the future. Um, but she yeah. still chooses to do it because that's what she does. Well... And, like, but, like, that's sort beautiful? of... beautiful? It is beautiful because, like, 
your life and what you have in it are determined by the people around you and and you see the like joy and happiness and beauty and tragedy and like that's what human that what gives that that's what gives your life meaning mm -hmm. and if you know your life if you know your path and you say i'm going to avoid having that like when she asked renner the question yeah if I you was could, just about to bring that up like yeah. if you could choose to and if you, you saw you your whole life. entire life in front of you yeah. would you change anything and he kind of goes no because well, doesn't he say like he says i don't think so well he says like i would make i would I don't know. He says something quippy. Yeah, quip, he yeah. quips away. Uh, kind of, I yeah. don't remember exactly. I should yeah. have looked at that. And yeah, and the last yeah. dialogue, yeah. the last dialogue is, do you want to make a baby? Yeah. And she says yes. Yeah. And, like and that, that's like, oh, huh. And okay. like that's, that's again, it speaks to like the great mad, like majesty and, and beauty and sorrow to life that like the aliens feel and we feel because I think that humans struggle with this idea that you know we want things to be good we want things to to remain stable and safe and we want to be happy most of the time we, we don't like being sad humans as a species we try and avoid being sad uh -huh. and we try and find comfort and happiness but that's not what life gives you that's not you can't do that and you can't re-choose actions right if i do something i can't take it back i can't i physically cannot take back an action or a word i say uh -huh. and if you know that what would somebody do? And, and honestly, I think it's a very uh, honest approach to say most people wouldn't change it because if you're seeing all your life, you're seeing, yes, uh, the deep sorrow of seeing your well, daughter, but you're also seeing the high peaks of, of playing with her, walking beside you. You see well, the, the tragedy, the beauty, so, the whole So this is kind of like there's, there's, two, there's two things here. So like you either – like like it's either like, okay, you do what you do and that's it. That's the one thing that you can do or you choose to do, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Or like there's a multiverse and yeah. every single possibility has happened. <laughs> yeah. This one I feel like is saying like, no, just is what it is. Like it's a it, fatal. Yeah, or it's just is. Like yeah. it's fate. Like yeah. or, I don't know, whatever yeah. it's deterministic yeah. or something like and, that. And, Whereas like Rick and Morty oh, is yeah. like everything, yeah. like whatever, you know? The, the, it's like, it's weird. It's like, is it, is it like nihilism in both context yes though? you'd yeah. have you'd, nothing matters it's like it's like dealism and, yeah. but but with two different paths theories about the world yeah one just universe. says it doesn't matter what you do because you're going to do it anyway everything and the other one says is, it doesn't matter because it's happened already or something else yeah, uncountless worlds yeah so like the huh. the big the big thing and again just it's also fresh in my mind because i read slaughterhouse five over the weekend yeah having <clears> like things are just they just are and you can't like the, even the idea of fighting it, like I feel like the word fate or destiny by humans is an attempt to understand time in a way that's like wrong. You, you, to, an alien observing it with their language would just be like, what do you mean fate? It just is. This just is what happens. Abbott is in the death process. We are just here. This is happening. Yeah, to say one I thing, or like they don't even, for them to say like, why is this happening? She asks them that, and they're kind of just like, "It's just what it what it is, man," and that's the way. And the and in Five, think, they're the same think, thing. Okay, she, he think, asks like, "Why is this sure. happening?" And they sort of just go, "Human." It's bizarre to look at humans because they're stuck in this this idea that time moves like a train, and you can see it coming, and you make choices. When really, it's just you're on a train. Yeah. No, I guess I see what you're saying, but I still. And I think it's true. Both of those, both of those books and the and the movie try to 
imagine how would that be to experience a uh, experience time in that way. But I don't know. I think it's too hard to to really judge because I have no idea how to view it through that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This no, it's it, just something I noticed on second viewing, basically. I uh, yeah, but I, I I'm I guess I'm just saying it's I think to apply that theory is wrong. I don't think either of them mm. do a good job of making me understand exactly like, mm. oh, that makes sense. Like mm. the aliens think this way or whatever. Mm. And I'd be like, I can understand it on a like a level that that I understand what you're saying, but like I don't. You don't in my brain, in my brain, I don't like it. Doesn't click or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get the idea, but I, I don't think, I don't think thinking about time will ever make sense in mm-hmm. that way to me mm-hmm. because I'm a three dimensional mm-hmm. being and a four dimensional mm-hmm. being, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So yep. I think I think it's a noble attempt mm-hmm. that ultimately doesn't work for me. Uh, I mean, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I still think it's really cool. I just think it's awesome. I got a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. My two point five. Uh, oh my god, two point five. Two point five here. I still dislike the dream sequence. I think I, th- I feel the same way I do about the how you feel about the broadcasting at the end. I feel like it's a scene out of place, a jump scare in the middle of a movie. That's really slow and stately and has not had jump scares and has no intonation of being a horror film. I don't think it's a jump scare. It kind of is. Like, yeah. all of a sudden it cuts to this alien inside a room going, <laughs> like, it's this very loud, sudden noise that it cuts and jumps to. It's a darkened room. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fairly, I, I'll defend like, it. I think, I think it's, I think it's fairly interesting, the idea of it being. But I, like, I also see why it's in there. Part of, like, cosmic horror. Yeah, and I also see what's like, in there. Like we talked last time, and I think we'll, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be stressed enough, like how, how alien the aliens look, mm-hmm. and I think in a way that dream sequence is very much like kind of emphasizing that that eldritch horror, that unknowable yeah. stuff, and that sense of dread. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like that. I will say though, the trailers. Mm-hmm. Thinking back on it now, mm. it looked a lot more like a horror film. It was yeah. advertised a lot more like mm. a spooky, sci-fi horror film. as opposed yeah. to just sci-fi because yeah. I don't think it's horror. No. I think you're right. No. Um, it's just sort of a science film. <laughs> Not even. It's just a, it's just a drama. Yeah. I'll just put a drama Yeah. with sci-fi elements. Yeah. I mean, so, so you still don't like the dream sequence? I don't like it, but I understand why it's there. And I can, and I can forgive it. For being there, okay. I just don't like it. It's my least favorite part of the film. Uh-huh. I mean, my least favorite part of the film in a film that I give a high review to is still quite good. Like, I think the way they, the lighting, uh, the way they set up the scene itself is is cool. The way Amy Adams acts as if the alien's already in the room and she's looking to it, but you can cut to it. Yeah. Um, all very good filmmaking <coughs> practices, well shot. I just don't like the scene personally. I just think you could have found another way to talk about the severe wharf hypothesis. Um, like, why have it be a weird jump cut to the thing? Like, why not make it, they're in a field walking and he's talking, they're, they're outside the ship. And then all of a sudden they see one of the, like, they're aliens standing beside them. Like, that could be just a, just as fine. And you can have a slow, stately shot of the ship pan down and then you see the base of an alien next to Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Because they, they pretty much tell you in that scene, the dream sequence, right away that it's a dream. There's like two, cent, there's two back and forths and then you hear the bird tweet. And then he goes, "You're like, already dreaming." In the yeah, language, right? yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, it's a dream sequence. Like it's not. Uh, like they don't hold their card for very long. They just go, oh, here it is.' Uh, uh, so I, I just feel like fairly, you, I think it's fairly weak, personally. That's just me. 
don't know. You're allowed. You're yeah. allowed your opinion on this. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's it, I guess. Uh, all right, it's number time. Yeah. It's not time for numbers. We've decided to give some numbers to the film. Uh, we've come around. Uh, I'll start since since I'm uh, I'm on the I'm 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 the the most truest to my original number. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. It's a ten out of ten for me. Uh, uh, as close a as close to a perfect science fiction film as I've ever seen. Uh, very few match it in caliber. Um, and it's at the number one. So originally I gave it a seven, mm-hmm. which I upgraded to an eight to an eight point five during the review. Mm-hmm. Which I still I don't know why because this is mm-hmm. a this is obviously a ten out of ten. Like mm-hmm. how did I? Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know why I was so hard on it, because... Maybe because I was so hard on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good. That's, you know. um, so, yeah, I mean, really, this is... This is a great movie. This is this is one of the best. Yeah. This is... This, this is deserves a... to be on one of those, like, capsules that they shoot off in yeah, space. Yeah, this is, this is one of those yeah. films that... Like, you... would you... Here's a question. Would you send this off yes, to Yes, immediately. I would also yeah. be like if if you had a list of sci-fi films that you have to watch, this is up at the top. Yeah. This is like you want to watch 2001 Space Odyssey, you want to watch Alien, you want to watch Matrix, you want to watch Arrival, you want to watch Blade Runner. Those like if you watch those 5, you you're in good hands. Yeah. You're in good hands in terms of sci-fi. And then you can start adding things that are much weirder to that list. Um but yeah, you you, you kind of can't Akira. Yeah, Akira, you could put in um, the list goes on and on for sci-fi film classics. I honestly feel like sci-fi is kind grown-ups. of... Grown-ups. Yeah, grown-ups and grown-ups too. For sci-fi, I actually feel like it's such a niche genre that, like... Or not niche genre, but, like, the chances for classics, for good classic films, come from sci-fi more than any other genre, I feel like. Huh. Um, because it's such a, a specific focus, I guess. Like, Under the Skin, Ex Machina. These are all films that, yeah. while you found disturbing or weird... Still have merit and yeah, still no, are. I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I think they didn't. I never. I, just, I never thought that they didn't. I yeah. just don't really want to particularly watch them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, like sci-fi, sci-fi has some weird lasting power, way yeah. more than something like action movie yeah. or romance. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna watch Transformers two. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. So ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Watch out! Watch Arrival. Listen to our old podcast. Listen to our new podcast. Yeah. Uh, called. Uh, that's the name. Um, Do you want to make a baby? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> when we come back, we've had a baby. We'll have a baby. A baby.
it going? We are finally back after a long hiatus. Both Alden and I were on vacation. I was down under in Australia, while Alden was actually doing some work for next episode. That's all I'll say about that. Leave it as a mystery. Uh, the music today is Heptapod B, which was composed by Johan Johansson. As of the time of recording this interlude, uh, Johan Johansson news came out of his untimely death. Um, he made brilliant music. You can really see the amount of time and effort that he put into all of his work. He also uh, was a gracious person. Um, in 2049, a movie that Alden and I both talked about, uh, he was the original composer for it, but, but Benjamin Walfish took over composing along with Hans Zimmer, and that was actually Johan Johansson's decision on his own. He said, my music is not exactly fitting what this movie should be, and he said, I'm not the right person for this job. And normally you don't see people with that big of, um, or rather, that small of an ego. So definitely listen to the song Exploder episode with uh, this song. It's really cool, and you get to see a look into how a true artist operates. The B section is probably the biggest head up our own ass uh, section we'll ever do. We just talk about uh, the podcast, what we think could be improved, and uh, where we can go from here. A lot of it's very rambling, which... um, I did on purpose. I didn't really edit this very much. Um, hopefully when Alden listens to this, I'll kind of get the reason why. Uh, being mean and trying to make a point to him. So if you yourself, dear listener, have any suggestions as well, you know, just hit us up. We're all on the social media. RealHumanMings.com. Come check us out. All right, on to the B section. What's gonna be funny? Who sang that song? It's Matchbox Twenty. Uh-huh. What's gonna be funny is that's not gonna be the intro music. <laughs> it's not gonna be the the, yeah. the, the the interlude music. That's gonna be something totally different. Do you think? Do you think uh, I could start a band called Fire Twenty One? I don't get it. And then Ashes Twenty Two. Two of Matchbox Twenty. Fire Twenty One. Yeah. I think I could do that. <laughs> Put crickets in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was good. Solid humor. Uh, vote now if you think uh, my joke's better than Jacob's piece of shit. Whatever his joke is. Gives a fuck. Uh, welcome to the B section, everyone. I just everyone. remembered that I really liked... Uh, <laughs> that we review... Like I really liked Matchbox 20. This is where we savage ourselves. Gross. Uh, we, review, we review our old podcast. We're going to see how far we've come, as Jacob was so politely singing to us. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we'll just sort of, you know, go from there. 
I'll let you, I'll let you start then. All right. Like I don't. I'm not really sure what I what I want to say. Okay. Honestly, so I like, really thought about it that much. I guess the big thing. I was listening to the old pods. The the first one specifically. Oh, did you any of the other ones? Yeah, I listened or... to the second and third as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, the big thing is this thing. I did a lot of God. this yeah, in, the, in the first podcast and the second podcast. Yeah, you did. And I and I I've stopped doing it because I. That's good. Because wow, you actually like changed your. Well, because I remember I said <laughs> because I remember after the second episode I was listening to it. I'm like, fuck, I'm doing that a lot, and I had oh. to, I had to like physically stop myself. Hey, so you changed? Yeah. So uh, there is hope for the future. Right? Yeah, exactly. I That's did change. Great. Um, but maybe I was always fated to do that. You know, who knows. If I had seen my life, would I, you know? Would you still make the decision not yeah. to tap? Yeah. So I did do that, which was quite frustrating. I was very mad at myself. Uh, the show was a lot more rambling. I think uh, Jacob, I remember initially when we first decided to do the podcast, um, it was mostly Jacob wanting to do it. And uh, Wait, no. Yeah. No, that's not true. I... I was the one who was, I was hesitant because I was like, oh, I don't know if I really, you were the one who was like, yeah, let's do it. Come on. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's just so do I it. Just flew, you were we, way more we, like, we, I wanted to like craft it and yeah. stuff like that. And I was like taking my time yeah. and you were just like, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. And honestly. But that shows. But I'm saying that's what I needed. Yeah. That's what we needed. To, yeah. You just need someone to kick you in the pants every yeah. so often. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So I really appreciate the fact that we did that. Yeah. That we have those, those things yeah. there that. I really appreciate you. Mm, thank you, Jacob. You're welcome. Now back to get my point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, um, not to dismiss. That's, that's a well, very. That's your point. The, no. Go back no, to my, your point. That, my, that was a random aside. My, my point. My point is, is it's that it's a lot more rambling. It's a lot more rambling, and it, and it really feels like you know, like I was just like, okay, let's just fucking do it, um, so that we can say that we've done it, and the structure. Just one episode. Yeah, the structure of the podcast is is. Well, just getting one box out of the way is like, then you do another. Then you do another, right? That's like exercise. Like, then okay, another one. Then, then another, another one. one. Exactly. Uh, you <laughs> Meme from, what, two years ago or something like that? Bam, 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 bam. So, very rambling, uh, all over the place. And it really was just us in a room talking. And the, that hasn't changed no, that it hasn't, much. But we've, we've structured it. And yeah, I think a little bit. What I find interesting is that you have have said after about three or four episodes, you're like, I trust the process of us just sitting down with a, a loose guideline and, and basically having at it. There'll be something in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I but I they're... but I do think that like upon reflection and listening to those first, it's like no, we we do need more sinew in yeah. the beast, as yeah. it were, and uh, and that's definitely something that I think upon further reflection. Uh, will really improve the podcast. And I'm going to just sort of segue gently into my improvement section. Um, that the Like um, we have improved or we are going to improve? Both we have part. and we are going to. <laughs> all right. That's a big, so, it's a fairly big commitment. So, right. so what I would, I'm, I'm into it. What I would say is that initially when we started, it was like we need to just get this fucker off the ground. Let's just fire her up and see what happens. Then we start to go, okay, we can have an A and B section, and we have the, the C section, and, and, you know, picks of the week, and all that stuff. And we're adding these sinews, these elements that we can pull and use. Then we start adding, you know, field trip and, 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 and uh, clips from shows. And, we're, again, we're just building that, that musculature. And when we listen to a podcast now, it's got a much more sort of complete body feel. Yeah. It has, it has movement. Where the first one feels like a drunk, sort of staggering, jumping from point to point. And, and not really ever staying long enough to, to really satisfy anything. You know what the one thing that hasn't changed? <laughs> what? Your beautiful metaphors <laughs> yeah. that make no sense to me. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
but but the 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 I think what I, I appreciate now more is that how much we've improved, uh-huh. and 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 seeing that if we keep on this path, we'll see even greater returns you think? for our investors. Okay. This is. Re- <laughs> Okay, I mean, like, I like having more structure, even in the B section, like saying, what are we going to talk about here, here, and here? Like just tightening up things and and how we deliver our 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 information. This is really probably boring for people who are like we're meta. This yeah. Is so uh, I'm enjoying it. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, that's what it was all about originally. Anyways, so yeah. I should I should get over myself. Yeah. I will say, I think. Um, I think there still is a lot of rambling. Oh, yeah. I think we've cut. I think oh, I've yeah. cut down a lot more. The yeah. fact that I ramble on. <laughs> the fact that I have OCD and I will listen the whole entire thing and cut out Lots. stuff um, yeah. uh, has affected it that way too. Yeah, um, but it, it needs that tightness, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think I, if I was to extend the metaphor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, keep going. Uh, I feel like uh, in in many cases I'm kind of like the the insane man peeling off strips of madness. <laughs> what? How does this relate to your metaphor? Like, hold on, let me explain. So, like, we have a drunk man hopping from pond to pond, right? That's both of us together, both <laughs> flailing wildly. Then you stop and take a breather, and your skill as an editor is is much better than mine. You do you do a very good job. I just think it's the fact that I. And you enjoy it. Well, yeah, I enjoy, enjoy it, but I'm also like, who who else would care enough? Like, I I, I fully acknowledge the fact that I don't need to put this amount of... No, but I think... it probably doesn't really make that much of a difference to me, anyone other than me, you know? Then that's all that matters. I remember reading a... Um, I think it's the Belgaria by... Um, uh, it's a fantasy I know novel. the Belgaria. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have a scene where he's talking to the smith, and the smith is making a, a, for, a harness for a cart. It's one of the bolts that goes underneath. And the, and the boy asks, why don't you just make it quickly so you can move into another thing because nobody's ever going to see it. And the smith goes, well, I'll know it's there. Yeah. And I need to know that it's good. And that's exactly what I see in you. Like, I know it's I know the amount of work I put in. That's all that matters. You put your heart into it and it shows. I guess. I, I'm just saying I also... I'm trying to compliment also, you, Jacob. Well, thank you. I guess I'm just saying I would I understand why people would also be like, well, that's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what what isn't? You know, we all die in the end anyway, so. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I should be my sign off. Like as a news anchor, you know, like, good night and God bless you. It's like, we all die. And then you just leave. With that tone? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> we all die. Not even like, like, a, yeah. like a rising. Yeah, tone, it just, you know? and it's just staring into the camera. This. Okay. Um, I think, like, you know, what was it? The metaphor. Drunken hopping. Oh yeah, we got really far off. Drunken huh? hopping here. Um, the the metaphor that I want to use now is like you've always said my mind is like a frying pan and and, and you're like a cooking pot. Well, what I need to do crock pot. Cro- yeah. You're a crock pot, and, oh, I'm, yeah. and I like, I'm I just like I think crock pot yeah. is funnier word. And, and I'm and I'm running around. What I need to start doing is instead of just flipping that food out and not paying attention to if you catch it in the crock pot or not, I need to be passing you that stuff that I'm frying off. I think I can't just be splitting off into the the wild blue yonder. Wait, what happened to the insane man peeling off skin? That's exactly peeling off ribbons of just stuff. I gotta be tossing it back to you so you can decipher it. I feel like you're a translator. You're like I'm the alien, and you're like, no, I understand this. Why? Can we make a trailer? <laughs> it's this little fan down, and it's the white light in my room. I'm in the bathrobe. And then, like, I slap the hand up. Now that's an introduction.
Fuck, I forgot to mention that the Oh yeah. Uh here, let's do uh Jacob, what's your thoughts on the scene? <laughs> Don't worry, it's it's too late. Oh. It's too late. But, uh, anyway, my point being is that I need to be paying more attention to what I need to practice mindfulness. And I need to practice purpose and action. And strangely, I think these last two days I've had more of that both in my classes and in just like interactions. Last two days? Yes, I know. It sounds weird. What? Let me elaborate. It's not about the podcast now. <sighs> I've had this chest pain. <laughs> And when you listen back to this, it's going to be, we're going to be less rambly. <laughs> and then you're going to go off on this. But the thing is, you're never going to hear this because I'm just going to be like, all right, I'm cutting this out. It makes sense, Jacob. Because right. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in near constant pain. It's not a high level of pain. It's a very small amount of pain. But it's enough that it like jogs my mind awake a little bit. Like I can't ignore it. Like there's some things that you can ignore and you just autopilot through the day. But having a little bit of pain to go like, hey... You know, look up and like pay attention to what you're doing and like how you interact with the students and how you interact with people. That's important. You need to pay attention to the words and the things you're saying. So like rather than just Iagoing my way through life and just fucking flying by the seat of my pants and ripping shit again and just like going like, I hope somebody catches that and just throwing stuff behind me. The podcast and my life to some extent would would benefit from this mindfulness approach. And that's what I mean when we say that we're going to get more sinew pull. Right, like that we have more, more uh, connectivity. That's the grossest sinew. Ugh. Fine, That's strings, a... gears, uh, meshing of teeth. Uh, some... How is meshing of teeth? You're this better? gear size, and oh. I'm this gear size. Yeah. Are you getting grossed up by gears? No, you say teeth. I'm thinking uh. of like I know you mean gear teeth, uh. but I think you're thinking about human teeth. Fine. What would you say? Velcro. You're the. the, the I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. Well, that's my You're talking about your chest pain and then, like, a naked man running from... Jumping from pond to pond. Okay, makes perfect sense. Um, I was... Let's hear... I was just gonna say... The one thing I was just gonna say is I really appreciate from the first podcast. I thought I had a killer joke at the very beginning. What'd you say? I was like, yeah, if you can't tell us apart, I'm wearing glasses. Alden isn't. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. So stupid. (laughs) Anyways, that's all I have to say. That's no other... No improvements... (laughs) Nothing to improve. No, well, I mean, just my observation right. about that. Right. I like that joke. Yeah. That was a funny joke that was mm-hmm. that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I like the joke at the end of the first episode where I just started talking about the beginning. I think it, context would have been better if people had actually seen the movie or yeah. seen that scene. But again, uh, still good. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, no, I, I think within a year we've, we've released, this is going to be our 17th episode, which means that uh, that's like, uh, that's more than one episode, uh. In a month, a month, yeah. It's um, plus five. We're about we're about bi-weekly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've had some bonus episodes too. Yeah. Or bi-weekly, bi-monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty good pace. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy on a Friday night not going out to a party or something mm-hmm. and just it's sitting, still fresh too. We always have something having, to talk about. We always have something to talk about too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. This I is never weird. thought it. I never thought it would be. That would be a problem, to be honest. No, no, but I mean, like, just having... It's almost... It's interesting, like, the nature of the microphone uh, and, and and how you have to construct uh, your... Don't look at me like that. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, fine, I'll just drop it. <laughs> um, some some other things that see how far we've come. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it last time, and uh, over fifty percent of our podcast, all that has been drunk. <laughs> Not drunk. Buzzed at most. Drinking. Buzzed to, to drunk. <laughs> um, Which so may explain a little bit about the rambling, I guess. Um, improvements. Is that, is that less a, drinking? <laughs> for, yeah, well, what, what, what have we improved, Jacob, and what can we improve? No, I think you're right. I'm going to say it in maybe less of an insane less, tone. Less concise than Alden. But yes. I think that we could use more structure, too. Okay. That's what was your it. metaphor? That's How are it. people going to understand you? That's it. It's fucking amateur hour here. I don't know. I think we could always use more structure, though. I don't think this is an official show or anything. No, so no, We no. can do whatever the fuck we want. I The things that I would like to see for the future is um, more of these weird, like, side bits. Like, I, I like the I, like you were saying, like, we have, we have a sting for field trips now. Yeah. We have a sting for... I would love to do more with real human being searches. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have to do a China music episode mm-hmm. um, because we lost a ton of audio. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a ton of new. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do like. So it's just shows that you, you want know, to do, like huh? little, just like additions to it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this is far in the future, and this is more pretentious or whatever. But I'd love to make it into an. I'd love to, not this. This would be a different thing. This is this is more. There's always been a project like that, but this would be. This has given me opportunity and experience and i would love to transition this to being something more you do full time well yeah or and being more of like from a reporter's yeah. uh perspective and of course market opportunities I, i'd love to i'm, no. I'm sorry i mean i'd love sorry. to make i'd love to make a t-shirt with our logo on it yeah it'd look awesome don't you think like a black t-shirt with, yeah, it, yeah. with our logo on yeah. the front that looks so cool yeah um no but i like like I'd love to, Especially like the dark report, media too. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to report on um, on stuff here in China, like yeah. and not not like big stuff necessarily, but more like you know, Small like stuff. Yeah. well, yeah, but like like somebody who's never been here, like what is it actually like? What what are the people of China like? What do they actually experience? What are they you know what is what is what is you know we we have such a limited view in a lot of ways to these oh, yeah. places and these people and having an understanding of who they are and what they think. And what their experiences are. I, I said this all the way back on Joyce to the World, which is episode four. Mm-hmm. But it's still something that is is in the back of my mind. It's still something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I perpetually always said, oh, I'm going to do it soon. But that that's the only thing that I can say right now. I'm going to do it soon. I, I, think, I think I have to at least try. So yeah, of course. Of that's course. my thing yeah. for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I see. That's awesome. I would love to, I guess, and I'm being a bit more serious and less metaphory here, um, and ranty. I think one of the really cool things is like the the possibilities uh, of having, like, we live in an age where you can have your own company, your own media company that you just have, and like that's fucking cool, man. You want to make Dark Wolf Media an actual thing? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it is a thing. We have we have one show, our show. We're both CEO and employees. Well, okay. Having an actual company means you have to like sign paperwork. No, I know. And I stuff know. like I know. that. I don't mean that's that, I mean. but the idea that we can have like a brand. Yeah. Like that that we have a platform where we can say our opinions. 
Yeah. And that we can have a place to out to have an outlet for our creativity. Mm. Like I would love to be able to do some D and D sesh on Dark World Media. Dark World Media. That'd be pretty cool. I would love to have like my own little like Alden rants for two hours by himself. Uh, you know, just sits with a microphone and talks about stuff. That'd be a very niche podcast, but uh, I would I wouldn't mind that because sometimes I just want to talk to the void, and Jacob is the void in this a lot of the cases, and he suffers. I he suffers deeply. Uh, <laughs> I think we should have a gaming channel. I yeah. think it was pretty funny watching you play like, Getting get Over It. it. Yeah, Because it's Twitch about to... as good as what you would expect Alden playing Get Over It would be. Also, I think drinking. Uh, yeah, I was drinking at the time. A bottle of wine. Which is kind of a meme now. That Getting Over It, the video game that's yeah. really, really hard. And yeah. I'm, purposely over, I'm so. over it. He's over it now. Yeah. So see, that's, it's a great metaphor because getting over it literally means you're getting, like, you don't yep. care about the game. No, no. Fuck it, doesn't matter. Yeah. Why yeah, am I it so obsessed? It doesn't. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else? You uh, want to talk about New Year's resolution? Always, I've always... I think upon listening to the first one, though, like, I'm like, yeah, there is something there. Like, there was... Like, us. Like, we've always had good. I mean, that's why I said I trust the process. But yeah. But, like, it's just cool no, to see. I it's do... cool to, like, hear and listen and go, like, yeah, they're, like... You, like, as an artist or somebody who creates things... Uh-huh. You always have that, that that doubt in the back of your mind that says you're not yeah. doing something that's good. Uh, why are you well, doing this? I was blah, a, blah, blah. I remember the first one. I was a lot more nervous about saying stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I think maybe also editing it. Mm-hmm. I have I'm more comfortable because I know I have control. Yeah, but um, well, it, you it, know, it's just it's just sort of cool to like. It's the same thing when I listen to like an old song that I've made. I'm like, no, this is good. Mm-hmm. Like it's rough, yeah. and like it could definitely be improved, but like there's something there. And that's yeah. cool to be able to reflect on your something own. something there that wasn't that beautiful. You can reflect on your your progress, and that's a very pleasant thing to do. Yeah, reflecting on progress is good. That's true. I you're guess. right. I don't, I don't know. No, you're right. That's true. It's not a game of being right or wrong, James. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's good. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. All right. That's true. Uh, anything more to say about the podcast? Not really. Check it out. RealHumanBings.com. Find us on iTunes. All so, the major uh, podcasts. Last thing, uh, New Year's resolutions? Oh, shit. From before? Yeah, I failed at all of them. Not good. What were your New Year's resolutions? Can you remember them? Uh, work out, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, read more books, probably. And that's about it. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a name Marcus Aurelius. Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. I wanted to be more like Marcus Aurelius. Practice. Uh, Fucking pretentious, like... Austerity. You like, like this guy? You like, yeah, I'm gonna be like this... Roman emperor who had doubted himself. I like Marcus Aurelius. I think you should read Meditations. It's a fantastic look into a, a person with somebody who had all the power in the world and, uh-huh. and still woke up and was like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Why are you not fucking getting out of bed, you garbage human? Like, he was really harsh on himself. Say more about depression than... Well, it's just, it's cool to see that, like, we think ourselves as unique or special, but, like, no, this was the emperor of Rome writing a diary to himself saying, like, why do you want want to get out of bed? Because you're lazy? Or is it because you just don't care anymore? Why do you, why do you, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, Marcus? Why are you high staying in bed? Like, he's, like, berating himself. I mean, again, that seems like depression so yeah i, I failed miserably 
Um, and I fully admit that. So I'm, I'm toning it back this year. I don't have a smart goal. Uh, Jacob's very big on smart goals. No, I'm not. I think they're stupid. But Jacob. I had to teach it like four times in a row. So, so my, my, my Ugh, goal for this sucks. new year, because I didn't actually make any. I don't even know what I did for New Year's. I think that I would practice mindfulness. What being, does that mean? That means, for me, being aware of what I say and controlling my urge. And more honest than more like more than not failing at this. I fully admit that I will fail this. Trying to stop my inevitable need to rant and bullshit. Like to tone it down. Like <laughs> stop mansplaining all of stop like whoa dude. Like you don't need to say these things. You don't need to just fire off. There's no you're not contributing to the conversation. You're not taking away from it. But you're not contributing. So so just be aware of what you say. Mm-hmm. And 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 know that. I you guess. think the podcast helps with that? Like I think hearing it does. yourself. Well, I think the big thing with the microphone, I kind of have to think about what I'm going to say. But I do spin off into rants. Yeah. That's I fail. Like I'm going to fail. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process. I'm not. Yeah. And and I and but that's that's my goal for this year to be more mindful. Well, that's cool. Um, my I I separated my. Ones into three categories. So what were your New Year podcasts? Uh, it was it was mind, body, and soul. Okay, right. That's right. Um, mind was just to write more, mm-hmm. do something more, which I which I changed to do something more creative, mm-hmm. which was this podcast. Yeah, um, I think you succeeded. Well, we've we've kept it up. Yeah. Obviously, this is our year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, my body was go to the gym, and uh, You've been I've been doing that. Good. I've been sick this week, so I'm taking like just the week off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, last one was soul, which mm-hmm. is which I don't have a soul, so mm-hmm. it's really work. And I've actually I've actually really enjoyed this this newest semester. I've had a lot of, a lot of different ideas, different experiments that I'm trying. I'm not sure how well they'll work, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of appreciative of that happening. I also feel a lot more confident in myself mm-hmm. and uh, more willing to criticize i'm gonna cut that out but because yeah. <laughs> we, should, we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about our school but yeah criticize people you know yeah being able to I f- say I feel no. a lot, well i feel a lot more confident about my own ability now um mm-hmm. after being exposed to you know the other side i yeah which is cool so yeah i'm successful I, I think that's successful i think those three work for me and i think that's what i'm gonna keep on doing awesome um well when we come back picks of the week the time where we talk about what's zooming your zims <laughs> Let's examine your zooms. Hello, hello, hello. I'm waking up at the start of the end of the world, but it's feeling just like every other morning. 
Next up is Picks of the Week. What we're listening to right now is How Far We've Come by Matchbox 20. Uh, I made a joke about it on the top of the last section, so of course I had to include it here. Um, I really do remember a time when I thought this music was really cool. Um, it's funny to look back and see what you thought previously, and a little painful too, I guess. Stay tuned at the end of this episode. Uh, you might notice that it ends with about like four minutes left to go. Uh, there's some bonus scenes, some bonus episodes, kind of like a Marvel movie. Um, some stuff that didn't really flow together well in the conversation, but I thought to include there. If you want a bit of insight into why we particularly hate a certain movie that got brought up a couple times, um, stay until the end. So on to picks of the week, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow? Uh, I guess later. Live in front of a broadcast audience. A studio audience. audience. <laughs> um, we're recording this pretty much the same day that we did last year. That's true. And we are still in school. Mm-hmm. Although last year we, we were had a week off. Yeah, we had a week off, and we were like, we were like in, we were a week in yeah. to that vacation. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, and that's just funny to think like, oh, yeah, that this, sucks. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, yeah. So uh, let's do. It. Let's go into picks of the week. It's picks of the week. <laughs> Zim and your zams and zam and your zooms. It's picks of the week with Jacob and you. Jacob, what? <laughs> minor coughing fit, but that's uh, okay. We're all good. He just got some water down the tube. You can take it again. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, not the song. I just feel <laughs> like or whatever. Uh, yeah, so it's Picks of the Week uh, where we talk about really what's just making us pip-pop down the merry old chip-chop lane to get some little uh, chippies. So, <laughs> Jacob, what what's uh, what's your Pick of the Week? My Pick of the Week is um, Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go see it. Uh, just like when you picked Last Jedi and then you were like, oh, I have to think of something real. Uh, I, I, my Pick of the Week is... Um, uh, I've I've talked a lot on this podcast about social issues and mm. SJW stuff, and um, specifically this is referencing the uh, Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. the the sexual harassment scandals and stuff. Harvey Weinstein's and I remember, my pick of the week too. <laughs> well, I remember when it I remember when it was first happening. I don't think it was on the podcast. I think it might have been out, out of it. I have a real big crush on um, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, it's too easy. I have a real big crush on uh, Dan Harmon, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. who is the writer. He's, he's the kind writer of a spiritual of... animal, really. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. he's, the, he's the writer of Community. He's the writer of Rick and Morty. Um, he's just been a guy in TV for a really long time. I think he's super smart. I think he's super uh, funny. I think he's super interesting. Um, 
but he's also very very flawed individual and uh i remember you around the same time that this was happening i, I don't think it was on the podcast but um uh, you asked me i think outside and you were like uh basically well what happened what would happen if you know huh. it, could anything could anything knock Harmon yeah. from your mm-hmm. make you stop mm-hmm. you know appreciating him mm-hmm. like his art mm-hmm. um and uh you know one of the things that i love about dan Harmon is the fact that and, and the reason why i think he speaks to so many people with his his podcast Harmon quest Harmon town uh is the fact that he lays himself bare mm-hmm. on a studio audience and he like exposes mm-hmm. every part of himself and there's a certain amount of catharsis mm-hmm. that comes from that he's a flawed individual but you say some of the things he does is bad? and yeah uh, yeah for sure and specifically the thing that i'm referencing right now is um that actually ended up happening mm. uh there was the allegations came out um from a community writer megan mm. gans mm. uh who uh on twitter pretty much said to him like you hurt me in yeah. in like in, this is years years ago and uh he came out on his podcast and he apologized and it's the one it's the one apology which i think i can like better than louis ck mm. better than any of these other things uh, dan Harmon also he has this whole entire thing uh, in this is this is before but how to apologize mm. and he follows his own formula yeah. and he talks about how you need to acknowledge the wrongdoing you need mm. to take say what steps you are to mm. go forward but i think that the thing that's really important is he never he, ad- he fully admits everything. He never tries to hide behind, and he admits the fact that he hid behind his his, his veneer of being a feminist. Mm-hmm. And um, basically the fact of the matter is he destroyed his life because he was harassing this girl yeah. who was a writer for him, and he didn't even see at the time that that was like... Yeah. He, he, knew, he knew in the back of his mind that that was a bad thing, but um, he destroyed her life. Yeah. He destroyed his life. He got kicked off his TV show mm-hmm. essentially because he couldn't handle it. And he got, he was super hard to work for after mm-hmm. that. And he was like vindictive. Yeah. And after she turned him down and he got, he got fired from punity yeah. pr- pretty much because of that. I mean, it yeah. was a lot of other things similar to that type of thing, but, but that was it. And that the idea that he is able to get up on stage and say that and admit it and talk about like how, how, this thing can destroy mm-hmm. you and destroy mm-hmm. your very being. It destroyed his marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would say that was an underlying thing that mm-hmm. destroyed his marriage, which is also very public. Um, I, I think that's really powerful. And mm-hmm. I, I really think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad he, I'm glad he acknowledged it and I'm glad it was so, mm-hmm. so well done. So uh, mm-hmm. that's my pick of the week. I think uh, if you get a chance, you can go listen to it. It's about mm-hmm. seven minutes long. Um, I think he has a lot of, or you can read the transcript. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, it's really good. Cool. cool. That's it. Yeah. Something positive, I mm-hmm. guess. Kind of? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bummer, but, yeah. you know. What are you, what about you? My pick of the week? Hmm. It's always tough for me. That's a problem. You have so many. Yeah, I know, right. Uh, well, it comes down to music or books, as always. <laughs> Just do both. All right. Uh, okay, so my pick of the week, uh, I've been really on a Vaporwave trip at the moment. And one of the reasons I started going there, Vaporwave is a genre of music that focuses on like lo-fi fuzz nostalgia mixed with um, basically taking old songs and manipulating them. It's called, uh, it's found phonics or like salvaged phonics, basically, where you take old songs and you slow them down and you tweak them. It's like a, a method of 
interacting with with um, audio. It's, it's not new. This has always been occurring in the 60s and 70s, 80s, especially when you got magnetic magnetic, ah, magnetic tapes uh-huh. and uh, sort of mixing equipment that you see coming forward. It's always been there. Um, but vaporwave is the sort of internet phenomenon that that sort of swept across um, for a lot of people in in around 2010 through 2000 now. Uh, but the reason I like it is because I was listening to uh, a music critic and sort of a, somebody explaining the, the purpose behind Vaporwave is that it's it, it's the very definition of um, music's purpose to me, which is to create a sensation or mood. Um, mm. It's it's like it's like uh, food for your emotions or your internal mind. Like I couldn't give a crap. If the song was the most like simple, boring, trite thing, if the song can establish mood mm-hmm. and a feeling mm-hmm. and a sensation, yeah, that's what matters. That's and and that's why a lot, I think a lot of like songs that I find kind of boring, like modern uh, country stadium stuff, they do establish mood. Like I got my girl and I got my truck and I got my beer and I'm going to fuck like. <laughs> That's a country song, essentially. You make that into a scene, too. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, the country songs, they all create a similar mood of nostalgia, of a good old time with a good old boy in a conservative, farm-like-esque environment. They're establish- seeking to establish that mood, and it's like, if you have one, why do I need another? Right? M- music should be a, a unique thing. Why are we all not just eating the same piece of like wafer-thin mint? Rather, we eat a panoply of food that differs in taste and flavor. And vaporwave, panoply, panoply, thank you, panoply, panoply of food and. I, I like panoply. Yeah. that's kind of cool too. Anyway, I'm sorry. pretty sure it's wrong. Keep on, keep on going. <laughs> vaporwave uh, is is flavoring my nostrils at the moment. It's it's really it's me gustaing me. Yeah. Um, it's it's got a lot of this sort of older '90s '80s nostalgia. I didn't live in the '80s, but who cares? Um, it's aesthetic. who is a notable hip-hop R&B artist. Um, I liken him to a sort of Childish Gambino. He's like Childish Gambino's softer, kinder cousin Hmm. Um, with a little, you know, a little bit more, um, a little bit more R&B, I guess, even though I know Gambino's stuff at the later time was, was much more...
So there's that. Uh, that. Those two artists have been really... Uh, specifically, the Vapor that I'm listening to is called Blank Banshee. Um, and that's an uh, album that you can actually find on for free on the internet. It's a Canadian artist. And then Toro y Moi, um, which is a, an artist that I'm sure most of you have heard. The book that I've been really enjoying, I reread Kurt Vonnegut. And I reread Slaughterhouse-Five. And uh, it's not a book. It's not a book that I've read often. And it mm -hmm. was the book. Last time I read it was in high school. Yeah, same with me. And I reread it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what like good writing is like. This is cool. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it, it was less about even the story. I was just enjoying the craft. Hmm. Like just the, the the sheer craft that went into to writing the story. And yes, Kurt Vonnegut has. I'm sure you can criticize some of his some of the things he does within his and novels. So it goes. And so it so it goes right. And all that stuff. And you can criticize how he approaches things. Uh -huh. and, and there is sort of, you know, Kurt Vonnegut has these weird little, uh -huh. every artist does. But just mm -hmm. seeing a well-crafted novel was like, oh, yeah, this is nice. Like, cool. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a novel. I'm reading something that has, like, density and, and, and a real weight. It's like, I guess, the difference between watching Rogue One and Arrival. Um, mm -hmm. They're both movies, technically. Uh Except one leaves you feeling satisfied and, and satiated and, and, you know, comfortable and, and happy having done it. And the other one leaves you saddened and, and depressed and feeling like you've just done something bad to your body. I'll leave you to figure out which movie I meant for which metaphor. Another one of Alden's <laughs> classic goofers. <laughs> so that's my pick of the week. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, um... That's cool. Quick FMK. Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker, Jeremy Renner. I, <laughs> I know you're going to cut this, but I don't care. I want to hear it. Um, okay, I, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, this is tough. It's tough. I don't really want to marry Amy Adams. I also don't want to kill her, though. I don't want to kill her, though. So I guess we're sleeping together. Mm -hmm. I'd marry Jeremy Renner. Really? Yeah, because he seems like he'd be a good dad. Yeah, he's he's got good dadness. I mean, and I'm I sorry, can't... but you know, Forrest Whitaker was. I gonna... can't stand your accent. <laughs> oh, Forrest Whitaker is a general. He was going to die in yeah. war anyways yeah. at some point. So I don't feel that bad about it. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Amy Adams to be married. I wouldn't want to marry her because. In this whole entire movie is about her oh, lying. Are we talking about in the movie her... or just as a person? Well, I thought in the movie. Okay, okay yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. in the movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to marry Amy Adams' character in the movie. I can't remember her name. Uh, Louise. Yeah, Louise. Something. Lu is it? Lu Louise. Is it Louise? Yeah, Louise. Something or other. Okay. I wouldn't want to marry. Louise. I don't remember Jeremy Renner's character's name. He's Ian. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that one. Ian Carmel. <laughs> uh. I wouldn't want to marry Louise because no. she, the whole entire movie is all about no, her no. lying to Jeremy Renner about yeah. their daughter. But this is you. Do you think you can handle somebody lying? No, I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah. I want to be with double would Jeremy you, Renner. Would Jer you, double would you, if you If you are the husband, though, it's implied that you replace Jeremy Renner's position because you'd have to experience the aliens to have the shared 
connection to even make the that's, baby. That's that's the deal. I thought I just got to marry one of the, like oh, okay. do that. Well, how well how, why does Jeremy Renner get to marry her? Basically, they both shared a traumatic experience. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what about I, you? I have to choose something different. Obviously. Yeah. Well, that's that's I, yeah. that's what I would always yeah. do. You know, just to make so it interesting. I would I would kill Jeremy Renner. Wow. I, I think he's just kind of boring. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a torrid one-night stand with <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> That's good. That's fun. He can he can talk to me in all sorts of weird accents. I don't care. I'm easy. Use whatever voice you want, baby. Um, and then, of course, I would I would marry Amy Adams because she's got a nice house. And while it would hurt to to lose our daughter, obviously, and to have her lie to me. Uh, she does have a nice house. She has a very nice house. Uh, it's in the East Coast. <laughs> Even though it looks like a West Coast house. <laughs> cut deep cut back to an argument me and Jacob had that you guys don't know and we won't explain. Um, Amy Adams, I would of course be devastated, but I'm a Slytherin. You know, I'm an Iago. Are you admitting it? Yeah, fuck it. I'm pretty much a Slytherin. Yeah. I, okay, we were going through all the houses and I was like, all it is a Slytherin and nobody was like agreeing with me. And no, I'm no. Like, what? Mel, Mel actually said, no, I could see you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so did Terry. God. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool, good. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Slytherin. I feel like I could... Nobody... I feel like I, I, feel like I wouldn't it. bounce back, but I would understand where she's coming from. Mm. I would still probably separate with her, but I would be understanding. Put it that way, and it would suck. It would totally suck. It's like the it's 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 incomprehensible. It's 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 uh, but um, yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. Anyway, from us here, at real human beings, to you all out there in the nether sphere, um, we're all gonna die. <laughs> all right. Great. Wonderful. Traumatized. What by did the we facts. give Rogue One? I gave it a a three. I gave it a four. I think. I gave it a five. I think. Oh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, but I, I mean, we we never I, we've never reviewed Rogue One on the podcast. Oh, Maybe really? We should. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we should, we've yeah. never reviewed. Um, we just reference every time that we need <laughs> it, but we never need to review it. <laughs> um, I don't understand why people like it. Sidetrack here. I don't understand why people like it. Like. How can you be so mentally devoid of any sort of imagination or appreciation for proper storytelling to watch that movie and to go, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Like, it just, it's its baffling. It's way too, it's so quick. I yeah. have no idea what any of the characters are. Yeah, it was a smear. Uh, the only yeah. t- character I cared about was the pilot. Because I thought he was going to die. 
and then he came back as a character. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Well, again, he's he 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 displayed a little bit more emotion than anyone yeah. else in the movie yeah. besides the the robot K two S O who's being like, oh, I'm a be. funny guy. Yeah, and then and then Jid Ursa and yeah. the other yeah. and the who gives Cal, a fuck the, the, the romance. Who, yeah, who gives yeah, a the shit? Han Solo character. They were the same person. Yeah, and then the random blind monk who's yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna come with you. And the, his buddy. Yeah, like that was randomly tied again down too. I think our original idea of having them die to Darth Vader is much better. That would be cool because then you have the monk. He can actually use the force. Like yeah. Vader's like coming up, yeah. he kills his friend, well, yeah. and then the monk is like force slaps him, and Vader's yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. force user!" Or buys yeah, buys yeah. him enough buys time. Buys time. Yeah, yeah. And then the monk's like, he because he yeah. finally yeah. you know sees that, and that would be awesome. That would be so cool. But they 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 didn't. They didn't. It yeah. fuck, like that movie. I think the the more the the biggest problem for me with Rogue One is that it had so much potential, yeah. or or the idea of showing that segment had potential. You fall in love with your own segment. But they failed it so badly. Uh-huh.